0: Welcome to the Sports Time Podcast, or the STP Podcast for short. No politics, no drama, no arguing, just two guys talking sports. Today on the show, we will discuss Thursday Night Football Preview, the biggest player in college football tests positive for COVID, the Rockets find a replacement for Dan Tony. Daryl Morey agrees to become the president of basketball operations, and the White Sox hire Tony La Russa as manager, and much more. Well, first of all, we like to do a poll question, as we do every episode, and it was, the question was, should the Lakers and Dodgers title have an asterisk next to it? Yes or no, and currently yes is running away with it. All right, so the first topic we are going to dive into today is the Rockets find the replacement for Mike D'Antoni. The Houston Rockets have hired Steven Silas as their next head coach to replace Mike D'Antoni. Silas was the former assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks. He joined the Mavs staff back in 2018 to be the guy under Rick Carlisle. Steven Silas is the son of Hall of Famer Paul Silas. Steven's dad dad as well was a head coach for the Clippers, Hornets, Cavs, and Bobcats. According to multiple sources, Steven Silas is a player's coach and can run the Rockets offense very well. It is the first hire for new GM Raphael Stone. This is a little intriguing to me uh, to bring in a guy like Steve Silas. I don't know much about him. Uh, He was assistant under the Mavericks. uh, I guess every player on the Mavericks liked him. Uh, He's a player's coach, as I previously mentioned. Um, Most of the hires this year in the NBA, I haven't really known much about. Now, the the Clippers hiring Ty Lue probably made the most sense. But um, Steve Silas is kind of out of nowhere. And I think I believe he will be successful if the Rockets want to basically run it back. Uh, however, if they decide to blow it up, which I don't think they will, I think he'll, of course he'll struggle, but it's going to be interesting to see what he does. I think they're going to make the fourth or fifth seed again this year, probably win about four to games. There's going to be probably 72 games this year. They go 40 and 32, probably make a fifth seed. And I'm assuming they're just going to get bounced out in the first line round, like they have been. So I think he'll have almost the same ex- ex- success as Mike D'Antoni did last year. Uh, next question is Steven Silas, the right guy. I think it's a little too early to tell. Um, Steve Silas, as I just said, uh, he's not a lot of people know much about him. Uh, he was well, he was a good assistant coach for the Mavericks. Uh, players like him. The coaching staff liked him. We'll see what happens, but I think it's a little too early to tell. Um, he could be like his dad. His dad kind of bounced around with a few teams but was able to have a, somewhat of a successful career coaching. So we'll see what happens, but I think it's a little too early to tell. Now, again, the prediction for the Rockets next season, I said they'll probably win about 40 games, 40 and 32, probably get a fit seed and probably get bounced in the first round, six or seven games. I could see them maybe winning the first round and then probably getting bounced out by the Clippers or the Lakers. But uh, 40 and 32 is my record. Maybe they go 42 and 30. Eh, 42 and 30 makes more sense for them. But we'll see what Houston does. I think they'll have success, but I I think they'll have the same success they did last year as this year. All right, let's get some NASCAR news. Uh, Kyle Busch takes the checkered flag for the first time this season at Texas. Despite the race being canceled for the third straight day, NASCAR was finally able to have it. Many wrecks happened that included Bubba Wallace, Matt Kenseth, and Denny Hamlin. Kyle Busch was able to steal and steer into victory lane and get his first one of the year at the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500. Busch is now in the playoff race, which opens the door for Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Martin Truix Jr., who are are all currently fighting for that fourth spot in the championship four even though Truex jr was docked 200 points and probably won't make it to the championship four all right so the thoughts are uh my first thoughts are i'm glad for kyle bush it's huge especially with him struggling so bad this year and you know being the complete opposite he had such a successful year last year and then he completely just wrecked off i know it's been a tough year for everybody in 2020 but kyle bush finally able to get that win it's crazy though to uh, after after winning he didn't have much gas did basically one burnout and then had to have a tow truck uh, take him to victory lane because he had no gas left which I think is kind of funny but after winning the race he told reporters that uh, he was nervous until the end um, he said just it's a great win gives him confidence and maybe gets a momentum going the 2021 season uh, how big is this for Kyle Busch it's huge again as I just said it gives him momentum uh you know he again he's had a he has not had a year at all it's been it's been terrible for him and finally to win like this and get momentum going into next season is something great maybe he can get his third cup championship next year we'll see what happens but this is huge for Kyle Bush and his team uh then of course we want to go on to Kyle Larson signing with Hendrick Motorsports Kyle Larson of course we all know was with Chip Ganassi Racing uh was a top free agent before going into this year and then of course he said the inappropriate word on a live Twitch stream, which got him fired from both NASCAR and Chip Ganassi Racing. After that, he went to the Dirt Series and was trying to apply for a reinstatement with NASCAR. He eventually did last week, and um, he got reinstated, and he's likely going to be, he's going to, not likely, he's going to be replacing the number 88 car, which is going from number 88 to number five. Alex Bowman drove that last year. As we all know, Bowman is switching from 88 to 48, so Carl Larson will be driving number five, for Hendrick Motorsports this season, which is good. Uh, Even Bubba Wall said he was um, proud of what Kyle Larson did this season. Did a lot of things for, you know, the inner city. Uh, So that's a huge news for Kyle Larson. All right, so we go on to more basketball as the 76ers have hired Daryl Morey as their president of basketball operations. Uh, The Philadelphia 76ers have hired Daryl Morey as their new president of basketball operations. Morey left the Rockets earlier this month and said he needed more time to spend with his children. Morey and Rivers have had a great relationship according to multiple sources. Morey took over the Rockets in 2007 and did a whopping 77 trades during the time which was the second most in that span only behind the team he is now with at 78. Um, I'm not entirely shocked by the move but I'm kind of stunned that Daryl Morey decided to leave so quickly. I thought he was going to be out for a year or two because I thought he wanted to spend more time with his children. Obviously not. Maybe he just wanted to leave Houston. Uh I think it's good for both uh, good for Maury, but I don't know how well he'll work with that offense uh, or with that whole team in Philly. Uh, of course, only time will tell, but uh, I think it's interesting that he goes to Philly to a complete opposite of what Houston was. Uh, what do you think about the hire? Uh, it's, it's interesting. I think Darren Maury will do well, but uh, he's got a lot of work out of him. What's he do with Ben Simmons? What's he do with Joel and does he get rid of Al Horford and Tobias tobias harris's massive contracts uh it's a question that a lot of people have and not a lot of people know what he's going to do so uh to be honest i think he's going to have a real problem on his hands because if you want to run that type of offense you ran houston then you'd have to get rid of both simmons and Embiid. you could probably keep Embiid, maybe because ben simmons is a guard that doesn't shoot threes which is complete opposite of what daryl morey likes and what he did in houston uh, maybe you do end up training Joel Embiid. You can probably get more from Embiid, who's probably the best center in the league right now. Uh, but again, only time will tell. We'll see what Daryl Morey does. Uh, will Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey work well together? Uh, my answer to that is I think they will. They have a great relationship together, which is kind of interesting because both Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers have uh, different philosophies. But I think at the end, it, they will work because they've, they've known each other for a while and they have a good relationship Uh, Daryl Morey is a very successful president of basketball operations and GM. Doc Rivers won a championship back in 2008 with Boston. I think if they do end up keeping Joel Embiid and trading Ben Simmons, I think Joel Embiid would fit Doc Rivers' system more and even probably Daryl Morey's a little bit as well. So I think I could see Ben Simmons getting traded and Joel Embiid staying. Uh, Now we get to some baseball. Interesting, Interesting here, the White Sox have hired Tony La Russa. Uh, Chicago White Sox have hired Tony La Russa as their next manager. La La Russa is 76 and is now the oldest manager in the MLB. La Russa managed the White Sox from 79 to 86. La Russa has won the World Series title with the A's in 89, the Cardinals in 06, and 2011. La Russa retired in 2011 after St. Louis beat Texas in the World Series. Uh, My first reaction to this is I'm kind of stunned. I didn't think uh, Tony La Russa was – wanting another manager, a manager job. I know that a few years ago he was talking about it, but uh, at such an old age. I thought he was content with just being retired and being a very successful coach or manager, but obviously he wants to get one more crack at it. He was with Chicago back in 79 to 85, and he left despite having a winning record. Uh, the talks have a very promising team. So We'll see what happens there, but I, I'm just a little – I'm a little stunned by the hire. Uh, can LaRusso be successful such an old age? I think I can. He definitely has the blueprint. One of the most successful managers in MLB history. He got three World Series titles. I know uh, things have changed from nine years ago. Um, he likes to be in control, and a lot of managers aren't in control as they used to be. Uh, that White Sox team is a very young team and a very – it's pretty much complete opposite of what Lurusa does. Lurusa is a very traditionalist and that team is not anything, you know, Tim Anderson, their best player, Uh, Tim Anderson, the best player is pretty much has a bat flip every time he hits a homer and every time he has a good hit. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I think he will be successful. um, But again, only time will tell. I think the white Sox, with how talented the roster is, they can still be very successful. Uh, how will the White Sox do with their new manager? And a lot of people, this isn't a very popular opinion, but I think the White Sox make at least the ALCS. They have the talent and the roster to do it. And with Larusa being the manager, uh, he's not really going to take much from other players, but I do think he'll listen more than what people think. And I think the White Sox can at least make the ALCS because they have such a talented roster on that team. All right, now we get to Thursday night football highlights. The Carolina Panthers took on the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night football. The three and four Panthers hosted the one and six Falcons. Here's the highlights from Thursday's action. The game was played in Macon American Stadium at North Carolina in somewhat of a rainy contest. The Falcons got the ball first and drove it right down the field, but only came away with three points. Julio Jones had two big receptions for 52 yards in the opening drive. The Panthers drive ended up on a Curtis Samuel 12-yard rush for a touchdown. The next possession was the same as the field as the Falcons would once again end in another field goal. The Panthers would take a 7-6 lead going into the second quarter. They would score thanks to a Matt Ryan interception. Teddy Bridgewater would find Curtis Samuel on a 29-yard pass. Atlanta would score their first touchdown thanks to a 13-yard run by Matty Ice. The Falcons would kick a last-second field goal to go to go up in the second half or at the end of the half, 16-14. In the second half, the Falcons would take control of the game. Atlanta would kick another field goal and a Devontae Freeman three-yard rush. The Panthers were shut out in the second half. Carolina's offensive line struggled against the Falcons' pass rush. Bridgewater was sacked three times. Bridgewater was also knocked out in the third quarter after Falcons' defensive line Charles Harris hit Bridgewater after the play was over. Charles Harris was kicked out of the game. Teddy Bridgewater did return in the early fourth quarter. In the same draft, Carolina would fake a fourth and nine I would fake a punt on fourth and nine and rookie Jeremy Chin would run for 29 yards that resulted in a, in a field goal by Carolina the Falcons were also able to force two Panther failed fourth down conversions, which were huge. The momentum would shift in Atlanta's favor. The last drive resulted in an interception by Teddy Bridgewater. The Panthers were driving and could not finish and turn the ball over final score. The Falcons defeat the Carolina Panthers 25 and 17 to get their second win in three weeks. Raheem Morris as the interim coach is now two and one as the Falcons interim coach. The first Big Ten game has been canceled because of a multiple COVID test. Wisconsin versus Nebraska this week will not be played, and therefore the Huskers will not likely play the Badgers in 2020. The Big Ten will not be able to reschedule the game because they do not have any flexible days. Also, if a player tests positive for coronavirus, he has to quarantine for a whopping 21 days. Uh, My reactions are I'm very disappointed. Um, You know, Wisconsin-Nebraska is always a good game. And to have multiple players test positive anywhere is huge and is terrible. But you really look at this, it just isn't a good look because, as you guys all know, the Big Ten um, didn't schedule any days in between. And pretty much it's if a team has to cancel their game, their season is pretty much over because they're not going to likely be eligible for the college football playoff. Uh, Nebraska-Wisconsin always brings out a good game. And um, pretty much both their seasons are – well, Nebraska's season was – I don't know if they were ever going to make the college football playoff, but Wisconsin had a big chance to do that. And now with them not playing another game, that means they have to wait another week, maybe even two weeks, depending on how many COVID tests they have. So it's just, it's not a good look at all. And it's disappointing if I was both Nebraska and Wisconsin. Now we do had, we had reports that Nebraska was trying to schedule a game this week as early as Thursday against Chattanooga, but fell through because the big 10 was not going to allow them to play. So, um, going on to our next one, does Nebraska versus Wisconsin ever happen in 2020? Uh, I don't think so. Um, unless both teams are out of it and the week after the college football playoff, which I think is December 19th, I want to say, uh, maybe if they want to schedule a game, maybe they can do that, but I just think it's kind of pointless. Uh, my co-host, Michael Menzer also kind of mentioned this. It's, there's no point to it because if your season is over, why try to play another game, a pointless game. Now, again, Nebraska loves to play football and maybe they want to get in their crack at it, but. I think both teams will not play this season, which is pretty disappointing. Uh, As I mentioned before, how does this affect the Big Ten? It's big. I mean, it's already affected in the recruiting standpoint with them waiting so late to play, but not having any flexible days in between. The ACC, SEC, and Big 12 all did this where they scheduled buys where every team got at least two or three buys, and if they had a COVID test, they could reschedule a game right right before the SEC or ACC or Big 12 championship. The Big Ten didn't do that. And the Pac-12 is pretty much probably going to do the same thing as the Big Ten does. And how many games do they play? So it's not a good look on the Big Ten, especially with how how the Big Ten loves football. But it's just not a good look. Uh, the Big Ten's already had a tough season. But, you know, they had a chance, and they pretty much spoiled it. So not looking good for the Big Ten right now. And last but not least, we got some more college football news. The biggest star in college football has tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, just terrible news for Clemson fans. One of the most polarizing cultural players right now has tested positive for coronavirus. Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence has tested positive and now will be out at least 10 days, which means he will miss this week's game against Boston college. There is a chance that he plays against Notre Dame next week, but it doesn't seem likely. There have been multiple analysts. That say Clemson quarterback should not play for the rest of the season and should just go to the NFL, maybe to be selected number one overall by a team. However, I don't think Lawrence is going to do that. But, anyways, the Tigers are ranked number one in the country currently. Clemson coach Diabo, Dabo Sweeney re- released a statement on Thursday saying, While we certainly will miss Trevor, this is an opportunity for other guys to stand up, and we're excited about competing against a very good Boston college team on Saturday. Go, Tigers. After hearing the news, Tiger quarterback Trevor Lawrence stated, He is closely following the ACC and Clemson protocols, and the only thing he misses is not being there with his teammate playing the game he loves. Ah, uh, this is this is big. Um, I know Boston College isn't great, and Clemson will probably still win. But Clemson now has to go to their redshirt freshman quarterback to play. Uh, this will be his first game starting. But I think it's going to be even bigger if he can't play next week. Uh, if you really think about it, they got a huge game against Notre Dame, and of course they have a bye the next week, so he'll be ready after that. But this is huge. Uh, you know, Clemson probably won't need him this week as much, but they'll definitely need him next week against Notre Dame, which. Could possibly look for an upset. Clemson is ranked third. Well, or, Clem, or excuse me, Clemson is ranked one. Notre Dame is ranked third. So that's that's big as well. But uh, Notre Dame has a chance to upset Clemson and maybe compete for the college football playoff championship. Uh, the next one is, is um, should Trevor Lawrence just skip and head to the NFL? No, I don't think he should. Um, I think he likes playing college football, and I think he still wants to get another chance to win a championship. Uh, yeah, it, it probably would make the most sense for him just to leave. But at the same time, he loves being there with his teammates. Uh, he loves football, especially college football. And I think he wants to still compete for a championship. Now, again, I think he's kind of disqualified, disqualified himself from being in the Heisman uh, running. But he loves to play college football, and he wants to win a championship. And I definitely respect Trevor Lawrence for doing that. Uh, does this affect Clemson in any way? I don't think it does for against Boston College, but I do think it does against Notre Dame. When they play against Notre Dame, Lawrence will still likely be quarantining uh so I think that's when they'll need him more when especially when you have a redshirt freshman quarterback coming in uh we'll see how good he is he was a five-star recruit he's a dual threat which is always nice to have um we'll see how he handles pressure but I definitely think Clemson could get upset next week against Notre Dame uh well uh that's it for today um thanks for listening